Welcome to Scuba Shack Radio, Episode 2, recorded Saturday, March 30th, 2019. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to this latest episode of Scuba Shack Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Cincerpino, and I'm really glad to be back to talk a little bit about scuba diving, equipment, travel, and ocean health and conservation. Thanks for tuning in again. As I closed out the first show, I had said that I was going to be sending out this podcast to some folks for their feedback and input. And um, I did that. I sent out the podcast right after I recorded it uh, to uh, my partners, my wife Donna, my son Matt, and uh, Monty. And I sent that out before I left the shop. By the time I got home, uh, Matt and Donna had already listened to the podcast and were uh, ready to give me that feedback as I walked in the door. And and it was good feedback and things that I think that I may have to clarify as I uh, talk about this stuff. I want to make sure that I'm giving out uh, the correct information and uh, I'll follow up. So if anybody's listening and they have uh, input or want me to clarify things that I said, I will, I will try to do that. First, uh, as I was talking about the segment on dive computers, I talked about the gecko and the gecko being available. Well, technically, the Gecko is not an available product from Sunto. It was replaced several years ago with the Zoop and then the Zoop Nuvo. So, uh, but, but it's very similar uh, to the Gecko. I think it was the evolution of the Gecko. In reality, though, the geckos are still out there. Uh, they're in use, and you can get your hands on one if you're so inclined by uh, looking on eBay or uh, other uh, resale shopping sites, so you can check it out online. The other item related to the dive computers was, uh, was related to the decompression algorithms, and in sp- specifically with regard to the... Uh, the Perdix AI. I'd indicated that the uh, Perdix AI has the Bullman as the primary uh, algorithm for decompression. And, um, you know, there are other algorithms available for that computer. They're actually in the computer already. You just need a code to unlock them. And uh, the other two algorithms that are in there are the are a varying permeability model, or VPM. And there's two different ones in that computer. There's the VPM-B and also the VPM-GFS. And if you're interested in finding out a little bit more about these uh, varying permeability models uh, that are in the, uh, the Perdix, you can check it out online or do your research. Uh, I just want to make sure that I clarified a little bit more about the decompression algorithms in the Perdix.
Earlier this month, I had the opportunity to attend the uh, Boston Sea Rovers intern dinner. And the intern dinner is a fundraising event that is designed to support the uh, year of the Boston Sea Rovers intern. And it's held the Friday night before the uh, actual clinic starts. And, and at that dinner, uh, I was seated next to George Buckley. And George is on the faculty at the Harvard Extension School. Uh, he's on the board of directors of the Boston Sea Rovers. And he's the director of the Sustainability and Environmental Management Project. And he's led projects ar uh, around the Northeast and the Caribbean uh, related to uh, sustainability and uh, ocean health. And I had noted that George was going to be doing a talk on sunscreens and, coral and their effects on coral reefs. And as people who have been reading my blog know that this is something that uh, we are very passionate about here at Scuba Shack. And we've uh, taken uh, a great pains to ensure that we, we sell uh, sunscreens that uh, will not uh, harm the corals. But George also uh, had indicated to me that there's other things out there that, that are dangerous to, to the ocean. And one of those things are car tires. And at first I thought, well, is that because we're dumping car tires in the ocean? But, but it's not that. It's, it's our car tires uh, break down and cause micropollution. So I took that back and I wanted to do a little bit of research. And I found an article from the National Resource Defense Council that was uh, published about a year ago. And it talked a little bit about uh, how every time we drive or, or speed up or, um, you know, turn sharply, uh, our tires leave tiny little flecks behind. And, and these, these are really micro pollutants that uh, ultimately make their way into um, the ocean or, or our waterways. And, um, you know, according to the article, it's estimated that 2 million tons of these tire particles are released into the environment every year in the United States. And that's a lot. So if you think about it, that th these little microscopic uh, flecks of car tires are, are just washing uh, right into our waterways. And you can imagine they get into uh, the food chain and uh, they, are, they, they are harmful. So uh, this, is, this is a problem that uh, I'm not sure how we're going to solve or uh, what, what the solutions will be. We just hope that there's uh, some smart people that, that get to work on it. Um, the, the, the challenge here, it's not like when uh, we banned the, uh, the microbeads in our cleansers or um, uh, the um, cosmetics or toothpaste or things like that. This is a little bit harder. Uh, tires are everywhere. We need them, and uh, hopefully, uh, we'll we'll come up with with some solution. Uh, I'll, I'll certainly be be tracking this over time to see what's the latest and greatest uh, research and uh, how uh, we're we're attacking this particular uh, uh, challenge to our environment. As we all know, diving is a gear-intensive sport. And all of it is really critical to our success and enjoyment underwater. One of those things, obviously, is our mask. And a mask is a very personal thing. 
Um, there's a lot of different styles. There's a lot of different types of masks. Uh, whether you're looking at a two-window mask, uh, low profile, clear skirts, black skirts, uh, you know, uh, high visibility, um, it, it really is is something that is 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 a, a personal thing for for our divers. And uh, when you come into our shop, or as you go into most shops, you'll probably find uh, a wall of masks, and people are usually a little overwhelmed with uh, the number of masks that are out there. So we try to make sure that uh, we we talk to them a little bit about uh, why there are so many masks and uh, why it's so important to really try a, a lot of different masks on and, and get the one that's right for you. And, um, you know, we always tell people, uh, and this is no great surprise, fit and comfort uh, are the most important things with the mask. We want to make sure that it gets a good seal, uh, that it what doesn't leak, and then uh, also uh, that that it's comfortable, that it's not uh, really pushing on the bridge of your uh, nose or uh, driving your, your nose upward, uh, which can be really painful. I know I've had some masks in the past that felt good uh, on land, but after a uh, uh, a couple of dives, uh, it, it got really painful. So we have a lot of people come in and, and they try a lot of masks on and, um, and, 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 and then uh, we take them to the pool and, and they'll get to try them out. And, and if they don't work well, then we'll replace it with a mask that, uh, that, that, that fits them and they're comfortable in. And, um, uh, but I did want to talk a little bit about one of the masks that we uh, just recently started bringing into the shop, and uh, that's the Aqualung mask, uh, the Reveal mask from Aqualung. It, it comes in two different styles, the uh, Reveal 1, which is just a one-window uh, mask, and then the Reveal 2, which is a two-window mask. And uh, we're finding those to be really popular with our divers, uh, from uh, just a number of, of, of standpoints, um, the, the, the fit and the comfort is really good for a lot of people. Plus, they're uh, really stylish with the uh, color combinations and, and just the way they're, they're designed. Um, you know, the, the, the silicon skirt on this is really, really supple. It's, it's called the Universal Advanced Silicone Skirt, or UASS. Um, and then uh, they also have uh, uh, another feature on it called Advanced Fit Technology, um, which uh, helps it seal. So the mask is really a, a great mask, and, and uh, it has the, the quick fit buckles, which really make it uh, a nice mask for, for our divers. Uh, you can check it out uh, on Aqualung. I have a link to it in the show notes. Uh, but again, uh, masks are a really important piece. Uh, funny that uh, I'm doing this little segment. I had prepared this segment, and uh, right before uh, I, I went to record this, I did note that uh, there was a short article that came out in the Sport, Sport Diver newsletter that, that almost uh, mirrors uh, this podcast. So uh, I didn't steal it. I had created mine before that article came out. So just so you know. The second week of April, Monty and I are going to be heading down to Key Largo to get some diving in. We're going to be doing four days of diving uh, down in the Keys, and um, 
We're hoping to do uh, a lot of different stuff. Uh, we have uh, some open water certifications that we're going to do. We have a couple of uh, uh, in continuing education classes that are going on. And we have some of our divers just coming down to get out of the chilly northeast and do some warm weather diving for a few days. Uh, Key Largo is, uh, has a, a very special meaning to me. Um, when Matthew and I got certified back in 2004, uh, before we had even gotten certified, we knew that we wanted to go diving. And we weren't sure where we wanted to go or how we were going to get into the sport. So we booked a uh, trip to Key Largo, and we really did not know exactly what we were getting into or how we were going to, to do it. We were very, 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 very uh, new to the, to the sport and, and all the things that it had to, to offer. So our first actual open water dives were in Key Largo. We went out with a company called It's a Dive. I'm not even sure if they're around anymore. They were at the Marriott um, in Key Largo. Um, we, we absolutely loved the Keys, and we loved it so much that uh, right after Donna got certified, uh, a couple of months after Matthew and I, uh, we made a couple of more trips down to the Keys, and uh, in particular, uh, Key Largo, we were back down there again in December of that same year. Well, I haven't been back to Key Largo since. Don't know why. Always a lot of things going on, a lot of other places to dive, uh, a lot of other things to do in life. But I'm very excited to get back to, to Key Largo and, and get some diving in. It's been 15 years uh, since, since we've been down there, uh, so it, it should be a lot of fun. Um, we hope that uh, we're going to make the Key Largo trip uh, at this time of year, uh, something that we want to do every year. Uh, we'll see how it goes this year. We'll see uh, what opportunities are out there, and hopefully we'll, we'll get more and more of our divers to, to come down and dive with us. Uh, we'll be flying into Fort Lauderdale uh, and then driving down to Key Largo and uh, spending four days of diving. We're, we're really excited to get down there. Well, that's about it for this edition of Scuba Shack Radio. Again, I appreciate you tuning in to, uh, to listen. Um, Monty and I are off tomorrow to uh, the Beneath the Sea show. Uh, we have a, a whole list of uh, people that we need to see while we're down there. Uh, I think my list is at least 20 or so uh, people that uh, we want to meet with. Um, we're looking at uh, opening up some other product lines here at the shop uh, to give a little bit more uh, variety and, and uh, some uh, better uh, or different equipment to, to our, uh, our clientele. So we have a lot to do down there. Um, we're just about ready to open up the shop here this morning. We're hoping for a busy Saturday. The weather is turning nice here in the Northeast, and uh, we're looking forward to it. So uh, I'm uh, hoping that you're enjoying the podcast, and uh, uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, uh, and I'll give you a little bit of an update on Key Largo and, and see what else is out there in the uh, underwater world. Thanks for listening. Bye.
Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Talk to you next time.